I was I was going to comment on your uh, you guys episode today. You know when you and Mackie were talking about um, the Beatles. I was yeah. I was waiting for you to say something like, "Oh well, Peter's my Yoko, and I'm waiting for him to break <laughs> break the Beatles up, so that way we can, so him and I can that go is do true. something." <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but I mean, you already have this little side project going on, so yeah, that, that is a more accurate statement. So yeah, I'll be John. I'll be John from War Machine Horse. That's fine. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Hello and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Ultimately, we seek answers to three questions. Does the remake do justice to the original? And if you just watch the remake, do you get a good sense of why the original was successful or not successful and thus remade? But most of all, which movie to watch, the original or the remake? Okay, I am Peter, he is Mike, and your host today is Carly. <laughs> Thank Hi. you, Carly, for taking over the show. Hi, everybody. I guess I'm hosting the show. So welcome to Original Remake. Thank you for coming on, Carly. Um, for those that follow Hydrate Level 4, you were on a couple episodes, the um, Aloha and um, uh, Raising Victor, Victor Vargas. Yep. Yes, we had tons of fun. Well, I yes. I did. I don't want to speak for the both of us. Oh no, I absolutely <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Okay. Um, and you know we're uh, raising Victor Vargas has become Hydrate Level Four's highest downloaded episode. So very cool. Yeah, very very cool. You're um, welcome. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, why don't you tell the uh, listeners a little bit about your show? Um, shows. Shows. I have two shows. One is currently on hiatus because we talk about. Um, uh, shows that go on during the TV season, the Shondaland shows, Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder. And that podcast is called Talking Shondaland. Um, and I host it with my very good friend, Nicole. Uh, we'll be back in September with brand new episodes. But my current show, um, which is pretty much all year round, is a pop culture show. It's called That Pop, This Life. And I host it with Cynthia. Um, my also my very good friend, and we talk about pop culture, life, and the ridiculousness of it all. Um, we kind of just laugh and talk about everything from TV and movies to what we did in the summer, what we're into, um, crazy, brilliant stuff that we find on the internet, and everything in between. So it's it's a really fun show. Yeah, and sometimes lady toys and experiences. Right. <laughs> right. It's a good time. I, I I really enjoy the show. You know, you guys are on, on my regular rotation, obviously. Yeah, so, no, we have a really good time doing it, and so I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so we invited you to come on today to talk about Old Boy, uh, the yes. 2003 Korean movie, and the 20 is it 14 or 13. 13. 13. 13. 2013 uh, American remake. But uh, the Korean one is directed by Chan Wook Park. It stars Min Sik Choi, Ji Tae Hai Jung Kang. Uh, sounds like a bunch of entrees, really. But, um, you know, it's, a, it's, about a, it's about a man who um, was kidnapped and he was imprisoned for 15 years and he didn't know or. He had no ideas who his captors were, nor their motives. Um, and then 
after the 15 years, he gets released, you know, and uh, basically has five days to find out, uh, you know, who his captor is and, and what this was all for. Um, basically a mystery thriller. I know it's a drama in there, but I think thriller is a little bit more specific. Um, and I think the uh, it, it draws its source material from like a, a graphic novels too, or something, or, or maybe yes. in, okay, yeah. So that's the the Korean version. Is Carly, were you were you familiar with the uh, graphic novel? Because I, I didn't even know that it was based on a comic book. No, I was. I did know that it was based on the is a Japanese manga or manga. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, graphic novel, but I have not read it, so I'm not familiar with the actual um book. But I did know that it was based on it, yes. And Mike, how about the uh, the 2013 uh, version? Well, this is the one that uh, I actually watched first. I watched the older one for the purposes of this podcast. So my first experience as a dumb American was with the dumb American version in 2013. <laughs> and it was directed by Spike Lee and set uh, oddly in uh, New Orleans, which is a little bit different for Spike Lee. You would, you would assume New York uh, which I think was for tax benefits um, because the setting doesn't really play into this version of Old Boy that much. And it stars Josh Brolin as Joe Doucette, who's the man imprisoned in this version. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is the woman who helps him once he uh, escapes. And then we have our villains of the piece are played by Charlotte Copley and Samuel L. Jackson, uh, who I think most of his performance was in the trailers. I think they really sold it hard on uh, Sam being in this film. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, as far as when we get into the differences, I think that if you had seen one, it's going to be a very similar experience uh, as far as the plot goes. Not a lot of deviations, some small details, but we'll get into that, of course. Yeah. I, it, Mike, you, you actually... Um, I, I thought you were going to make it a little bit more colorful and say starring, starring Thanos... And Scarlet Witch. No, and, no. Uh, <laughs> you know my feelings on yes. the Marvel movies, so no. Um, <laughs> so thank you for making me like this movie even less. I sure. appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, um, I wanted to mention because before we even decided to even do these movies, I kind of asked you, like, yeah, have you seen Old Boy? And you're like, oh, yeah, the, the American version. And I had only seen the Korean version. So we kind of only stuck with our own race, I, I suppose. Um, Carly, how, uh, in what order did you see these movies, um, you know, even prior to the, uh, the review or for the review? I, I saw it, I saw it, I think it was like 2004. Hmm. Um, I saw the original um, and it's still, from the moment I finished the original to this very moment, it is still on my top 10 list of my favorite movies. Um, and I hadn't seen it. Like when I saw it, I, I remember I was like, I needed everyone that I knew to see this movie. And I sat down with a few people and watched it. So I saw it like I saw it within a span of, you know, two, three months. I saw it a couple times and then I hadn't seen it since. And then for the purposes of this review, I saw the origin, the original second. So I wanted to see the the American version uh, before I saw the original again, since it wasn't fresh in my mind. And and Mike, yeah, we we already discussed that. So, do we um, want to get into the characters a little bit? I, I don't think there's like anybody like new, really in in uh, in the in the remake. I think they were pretty pretty true to the original as far as characters go, right? <laughs> I would say the newest character in the film is an iPhone. 
in the second one. That seems to be the biggest <laughs> presence you get in the update version is the the handy uh, technology they use to, uh, I guess, you know, follow the the breadcrumbs on their little uh, fact finding mission. But yeah, as, as right. far as actual human goes, no, they're they're pretty close as far as uh, you can find a one to one comparison between even the supporting cast and who they are in the original and the remake. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you can. I don't know if you would count if you guys would count the. Um, I guess this is spoilers, right? If people are listening mm-hmm. to this, they don't mind spoilers. Yeah. Um, in the American version, we have the TV host and then the fam, the fake family and the fake daughter. Oh, right. Uh, but I don't know if you would count them as like another significant character. Um, that that would be uh, maybe not as far as the characters, but I mean that's definitely a big difference uh, between the two movies, and mm-hmm. that kind of you know goes into the whole planning. Um, for, I forgot Charlton Copley's name here. Um, Adrian. Adrian, that's right. Uh, uh, but yeah, they, it goes into his, his planning, you know, whereas in the Korean version, they, yeah, they don't have a guy like that. Matter right. of fact, they, it almost doesn't even seem too, you know, not as well thought out as uh, uh, Adrian's plan. What, in the original? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, as... Um, well, I, I know the the difference with the Korean one is they they're using hypnosis, and even um, when when no Jin Lee <laughs> when Jin Lee uh, he he admits right like even he uh, knew that it was going to be hard for um, Dae Su and Mi Do to fall in love right right that that was that was kind of uh, that that was. Um, he was leaving that up to chance, basically. He was. He said that it was, you know, it wasn't that necessarily that he was leaving it up to chance, but that it was, it was harder to make someone fall in love because love is so complicated, even via hypnosis. Um, however, I would, I would prefer the original um, and the hypnosis as opposed to what the American version did was make him you know, make him and make us believe via a TV show that, you know, that he had uh, a family out there or that his daughter was still out there. And that, in a sense, that kind of worked more towards the the plot devices that were changed in the American uh, version of him going out there to find his daughter instead of just straight up revenge. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think it works better from a cultural perspective now this i mean the american version completely tanked at the box office uh and didn't do well in the mainstream at all um but i think that if the thinking there was they're trying to sell this very strange movie and this plot to american audiences i think having like some sort of goal almost like a taken type thing where it's like he's going to go find his daughter and protect her and save her uh i think they were trying to sell the twist that way um, and I, I, I mean, I'm not, for me, it doesn't work, but I, I understand the thinking there to give our, uh, action star here, Josh Brolin, like something to try to attain to protect. But, uh, it does kind of blunt the, the tale of revenge, as you said, Carly, which is pretty much the pure intent of, uh, the original. Right. No. And I completely agree. It, it lends itself more to the American sensibilities. And I think that, um, I read somewhere that Mark and I'm sorry if I'm completely messing up his name. I think he pronounces Protosevich. 
um, Mark Protasevich, who wrote the American version, he said that he didn't think the hypnosis aspect would work with the American, with the contemporary American audiences. So um, it sounds like this was a conscious mm. choice to change it for us here in America. What, what about you, Peter? You're, uh, where do you fall on the, the hypnosis uh, angle? Because I always proclaim myself to be a dumb American, and with the original, I absolutely hated the hypnosis. I did not, I didn't buy it. I didn't, I didn't like the use of it, and so I'm kind of wondering with maybe a, a different background because yeah, you know, this was something that we talked about with uh, the Departed episode, episode one, just the cultural differences and what different audiences will. Uh, expect and uh, I guess accept with each one. So I, I, I played right into that stereotype of rejecting the hypnosis as a as a dumb American. Right. Um, before I answer that, 2003 was a hell of a year for uh, Asian cinema with um, deaths in elevators. Um, <laughs> you know, we saw that in Infernal Affairs. But um, you know, I, I, I buy the hypnosis, um, but I don't know. Uh, I, I have been, uh, I have witnessed my cousin uh, hypnotizing our other cousin, you know, so I, I, I believe it can happen, but I don't know, like, the, the way it was done here, I, I just bought it, you know, it's, it's I, I didn't think about it too much, but the whole TV thing in the American version, it, it, it's funny because I, you know, it was all obviously uh, something new, and I was just like, oh, okay, they, they just added um, this because I remember he watched TV in the other one too, and I just didn't think about it. But it did make me think like, oh, this seems really fake, you know. And mm-hmm. um, and it ended up being so. It, I, I don't know if it was just me, just just you know overthinking it, or I don't know if it was you know Spike Lee or the or the, the way it was filmed. I'm not sure. But um, I I don't have a good reason. I don't have anything fancy to say. But I just bought the hypnosis. Yeah, you know what I. I bought the hypnosis completely. I prefer the hypnosis, as I said. Um, for me, part of, I actually did not like the American version. And one of the many reasons is plays into this whole TV thing because I felt like it was so, um, like hitting you over the head with, with all of these clues that I felt weren't even that subtle, you know, weren't subtle at all. I, the minute I saw that fake TV show, I was like, oh, something's fishing is going on here. And then I saw it again. And I was like, oh, that's completely part of the plan. I didn't buy it one bit. So when it was revealed at the end, you know, he takes him into his fake studio or whatever. And it was or a real studio in to make this fake TV show. I was just like, it didn't surprise me. It was I was just kind of like, oh, OK, well, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I I knew it. You you know, there was nothing. It didn't affect me the way that I feel like they wanted it to affect me. Mm -hmm. I you know, I I did question, um, you know, like the Adrian, he mentions that it's like the longest or one of the longest running shows. Right. And, you know, the uh, fake shows anyway. But how often did it play? That that was kind of another question I kind of had, too. Because, like, really, right? Because it just so happens every time that the viewers see um, uh, Doucette, you know, watching this, is it, is it like on a regular rotation? And it happens to be about him every single time, you know, he turns it on. I, you know, so that's one of the things that where, where that kind of doesn't work for me just for, like, okay, if it, if it ran for 20 years, uh, yeah, 20 years, 
how often was Doucette watching it? You know, so, I mean, it's okay, but, I mean... I'm sorry, I, I don't think that it was, that that's what he meant. Mm-hmm. I think he meant that it it was is the longest-running TV show because he was, you know, he saw it twenty for 20 years, pretty much. Not mm-hmm. consistently, but he saw it once, I guess, when he was first there. I'm going to say that first year. And then he saw it again probably later on in his in his stay, you know, 15, 19 years later. So I think that's what he meant by the longest running. It wasn't a, a literal longest running. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like the, uh, the TV aspect from an American hypnosis angle because mm-hmm. I do think that as Americans we tend to um, gravitate towards uh, TV channels, uh, be it you know, Fox News, or MSNBC, whatever, we tend to have programming that appeals to us now and tells us what we want to hear. And in this case, it's clearly a tragic event that he doesn't want to hear, but it plays right into the villain's hands of steering him in a certain direction. So Mm -hmm. I liked using that as a way to convince him to do things rather than uh, hypnosis, which is kind of an old-fashioned, I guess, movie ploy. Um, It's not as direct as far as saying that they hypnotize him with TV, but you get the idea that that ideas were put in his head based on the images he saw on the screen. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's, um, the, I think the Adrian says it at when he's showing him the studio and he's showing him his daughter playing the cello or his fake daughter playing the cello. He said people will believe anything they see on TV or something to that effect. Right, so, right. You know, so that's, you know, you're, you're getting, I guess, what they wanted us to get. However, I don't, the two things for me aren't doing the same. The two devices, one being hypnosis, the other one being him seeing this TV show, um, during his day don't do the same thing don't perform the same uh, task that they need them to you know what i mean mm-hmm. for hypno the hypnosis angle in the original film played into not only him finding the the girl which ended up being his daughter but also the two of them falling in love whereas in the american version the tv angle was just for him it was almost like a it served a dual purpose of having the main character of Joe and having us, the audience, like a red herring, not think that uh, Elizabeth Olsen's character was his daughter and someone else was. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel yeah. like they performed two different tasks altogether. Yeah, it sounds like more of the original uh, plan, I guess, if you will, was used off screen with the Elizabeth Olsen character in the American version because they talk about how much care was put into kind of shaping her personality to uh, gravitate towards a, a type of man, like a father father figure uh, was a troubled past. And I thought that they took more of the, the villain's original master plan uh, and used it against the female character in the American version as opposed to the male. You think so? Yeah, because I, I think that hers is the the biggest jump as far as like, I guess to me, I didn't really think that it mattered that much. Um, who Josh Brolin, his version of the character would jump into bed with because clearly he's been in prison for two decades and it's an attractive woman who's helping him. It's pretty much the only, uh, companionship he has other than his old friend Chucky with her, I think as an audience member, you have to make a bigger leap on why she would sort of, 
uh, start a physical relationship with because we don't really know a lot about her uh, other than she was just happened to be standing in a spot that he kind of ran into her and that she's a caregiver. But just because she's a caregiver, you still it's still curious that she would start this physical romantic relationship with someone who has had a really messed up uh, background up to that point. So I, to me, I, I just sort of read into it more that they had done more manipulation of her her mind, if you will, to to get her to to do that. Um, see, to me, I I thought that in the remake, the there were so many coincidences that this whole plan relied on, um, that being one of them. Um, I, I didn't understand it, or I thought it was kind of, can I, can I curse, can I say bullshit? Like, I thought it was complete <laughs> bullshit that she, you know, that he quote-unquote shaped her mind, and it wasn't really clear as to how he did it. Right, you know, right. he said something about like, oh, we carefully picked her, her parents, mm-hmm. and they were caring and loving, and then we took them away, and then, you know, we got late, Earlier in the movie, we got some sort of inkling that she had some sort of drug problem, maybe, maybe at some point, and vague and random and just coincidence that she would fall in love or really care for this random guy that happened to, by coincidence, you know, meet her or whatever. It was just like there was all these coincidences that if something wouldn't have played out, this entire plan that Adrian had would have just not worked. Whereas in the original, I feel like even though the hypnosis to us may be a little hokey or whatever, but I feel like it made sense within the the overarching plan that uh, Lee had, you know, because the hypnosis explained how they fell in love, how they, how they met, how they fell in love and their continuing feelings for one another. And that makes more sense than just like, Oh, he, Followed some lady with a with an umbrella that had those weird, you know, markings of the 20 year markings. And then she had, you know, the Elizabeth Olsen's character happened to say, hey, are you OK, sir? And then they happened to fall in love. And then something happens to him and his friend happened to find her card and then call her to come fix him instead of 911. It was just like all of these coincidences that to me were just like it was, it was on shaky ground. It wasn't that great. I got, I got a couple of questions for you guys. Did, did you guys catch the um, the the, na- the last names of the the fake uh, parents on TV? Mm, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's a no. No, okay. <laughs> uh, their la- their last names was Ruse. Mm. Oh yes. So you're right. It was. Yeah, because I I remember seeing that. I, I go I go. Does that really say Ruse? <laughs> I go, you got to be kidding me. Uh, yeah. So that did tick me off because I was just like, "Oh, come on!" You know that. Um, I don't know what what that was supposed. What, what the purpose of that was naming these parents um, ruse, and so the, yeah, that 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 kind of makes me think of like um, the Departed with the rat at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was something like that. Um, but the other thing, why do you think? Uh, why do why do you think that it was? Uh, 20 years in the American version versus the 15 years in the Korean version. Do you think it's because maybe um, the American version, they think that uh, like the American audience would feel a little bit better, you know, um, aging up the Marie Sebastian's character? Is that probably what it is? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <I> yes. <laughs> Completely. So Completely and totally. 18 is just too young. <laughs> Yeah. Look, there's a uh, as I say on War Machine versus War Horse. There's a whole lot of icky about this story. <laughs> uh, 
and I, I I'm not really stated it yet. I've, I've kind of uh, harped on the, the original because that was the first one I watched, and uh, when I watched it in the theaters, I thought it was one of the worst movies I saw that year. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I had an angry reaction to it, and to, to borrow um, you know, Carly's uh, use of uh, a curse word there, I, I did think it was total bullshit. And unfortunately, watching the original, I felt the same way. Like I just, I guess I just don't buy into either film's. Uh, master villain premise here and one thing I actually preferred about the American remake even though it's diving right back into icky territory is the motive for this the the reason because I think that the villain and the original is painted in a more sympathetic light with his uh, incestuous relationship with his his sister um, because we we get to see from his point of view uh, the emotion uh, and what the toll of her death does in the moment of her death. We, he witnesses her, her suicide with the American version. They, they make him more of a victim to try to make him sympathetic. And it's more of a, uh, he's also abused as opposed to maybe someone who is the, the abuser. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like, the reasoning for why the Josh Brolin version of the character was in prison made more sense because it led to his entire, I guess, immediate family uh, being killed by his father and then his father's suicide. So he was uh, alone, basically. So I could see that driving him to sort of madness. Um, in the original, it's a really, you, I mean, the villain really has to stretch to to blame this character for what happened to his sister, because it's like, he doesn't even really realize what he was seeing. He didn't know the, the family relation. And it's correct me if I'm wrong. Was he not even like a student at that particular school? It seems like he was unaware of who he actually saw, like performing the sexual act. And it's like another friend of his had to like, tell him who the girl was, um, which in the American version, he knew he just didn't know who the older man was. He just knew that there was some sort of um, maybe, you know, statutory rape type situation. So I really hated the villain in both, but at the very least I understood the villain's elaborate plan more since his entire family uh, was massacred and he himself was almost killed because of uh, the gossip that was spread by the Josh Brolin character. But um, that's, that may be the only kind thing I have to say about the American version is just the added ickiness, I guess. But I just, I know both films just uh, were very unpleasant for me. Carly, do you, do you have a pre- preference uh, as far as the motives or how um, it was handled in um, in both movies? Because yeah, like like Mike touched on the uh, you got the Lannisters in the uh, Korean version, and then you got uh, the in the American version you you have the father that you know molested both kids, and, and I was I was a little grossed out by the, when he was going around like shooting the family. And then he goes down to Adrian, who happens to be sleeping through these, uh, you know, gunshots. And uh, he sees his dad, and the first thing he does is, like, starts to unbuckle his belt. I'm like, wow, so it, it, it's like that. And, um, yeah, so that was and, – and so, yeah, it, it, it made sense to me. Like, okay, yo, this guy is obviously disturbed, and he, he thinks, you know, what his dad has done to them is not wrong. And, yeah, all you have is just incestuous, you know, brother and sister in the, in the other one. Do you have a preference which one um, uh, you like? It's a, weird, it's a weird question. It is a weird question. I don't know how that relationship you prefer. <laughs> well, 
just I'm pre- we are all in agreement that this was super gross and disgusting yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. and we don't approve of any of these actions. That being said, I, I know the American version for me was or the reason um, why all of this was happening was straight was way darker and way just grosser and and it kind of um, affected you as the audience, I guess, in a on deeper level um, than the original. And it was also very much, uh, it was more even the, the abuse or the torture or the punishment that, uh, Joe received with what happened to Adrian. That was more even than it was in the, in the original. Now, I prefer the original's reasoning because it's so, and I had this argument last night with my husband, by the way, because he liked the American, um, reasoning better. Um, but I liked it because it was, it's just so ridiculous, and it's so. And uh, what's his name? Lee's feelings and everything was almost stunted when all of this happened, and he's still in this immature teenage mind, almost, and or or feelings and emotions, and that that uh, death or that tragedy kind of stunted him in this mindset to then for him to kind of hold this odd grudge against someone that kind of accidentally spread a rumor. It wasn't even a malicious thing. So because it was so, such a like little thing that, or at least I consider such a small, a smaller offense for him to enact this great revenge, I felt like it made it worse. This revenge, this insane revenge of not only kidnapping someone, but holding them for 15 years, only feeding them, you know, one thing and then letting them go and then making sure that he falls in love and sleeps with his daughter. And then at the end, he cuts off his tongue like this crazy plan hinged on just this really small, you know, uh, childish grudge or 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 childish feud or whatever it was, you know, and that that for me made it much worse and more. I don't know. I enjoyed it more. Um, that says something about me. I enjoyed it more than in the than the, than the more even uh, reasoning behind the American version. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I mean, both of them have some pretty disturbing things. It, it almost sounds like, um, you know, I, we don't really do scales, but on a scale of like a uh, one to ten, how do you guys feel the American remake is? Compared to the original? Not compared to the original. Just just on a scale of one to ten, like how do you? Uh, what do you think of the American remake? Because it, I'm, I'm, it sounds like you guys. Uh, I might like it a little bit more than you guys do, because mm. I didn't think it was that bad. Like I, I actually think it's pretty decent. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, the easiest one here as far as the scale. Because for me, it'd be like you know, both are like threes. Like I, I did not care for hmm. either one. Um. I'm probably a little more surprised at the original's acclaim just because the things that the American version changed for the most part worked for me more. They, I still thought, you know, watching the American version that the reasoning for the imprisonment was insane and extreme. And I hated the villain character and not in a fun way. He, the the Copley portrayal gets on my nerves. I think he's hammy. He's mm-hmm. like almost like out of the Adam West Batman series, <laughs> and so I find the American version to just be obnoxious. The only thing I really 
prefer, I guess, is maybe some of the secondary characters. I think that Elizabeth Olsen uh, is a, just a much better actress than the uh, Kang, Kong version. Um, you didn't like it when she was trying to make her wings flap, you know, sitting on the bed? <laughs> I mean, that's a good gif to have, I guess, but... Uh, I I thought that she and you know it's there's cultural differences at play here to right. where I have to I have to try to remove myself from what I'm used to as an American and I I preferred the Elizabeth Olsen uh, portrayal more um, and there is something interesting about that the romantic side of the original and that it is decidedly more rapey I mm-hmm. I don't know like there's not they try to Americanize the romance to a point where there is like a sweetness there where she's like saving him or he's saving her, that sort of thing. Uh, and yeah, I think the age difference and just the, even the sexual encounter in the original is, uh, almost like uh, there's, there's a line somewhere where she says something like, you know, like do it even if it hurts or something. And yeah. Yeah. And there's just a general, unpleasantness with the original that it, it honestly kept me away from from this film because I, I've known that Korean cinema can tend to be very violent mm-hmm. and I I know this is uh, highly revered critically and amongst cinephiles and uh, I, it's just one of those movies that is just not for me mm-hmm. so I guess if it's going to be that extreme I don't think the American version is you know stylistically better i think that the original is more interesting visually and i also like the narrative structure better that it actually starts in the middle and then kind of works its way back and then moves forward whereas the uh the american version is much more linear in how it handles the joe's those arc but uh i yeah i don't I guess i just my main issues with even the original is just the villain and so i absolutely needed that that family masker to buy into it. And even then I didn't buy into it. I felt still felt that it was like too far, man. And it's like, so when you get to the, you kind of get to the end as an audience member and I've been waiting to figure out what this Joe character has done. And even that I think is just insane. Um, It's hard to come away from this feeling satisfied. And I I was just generally satisfied with both of them, but um, I guess the original I would give, uh, four. I think it's <laughs> it's, it's a better looking. Better, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I like the craftsmanship of it. I just find the story to be um, uh, not offensive to me, like on a spiritual or like political level. But it's just you know it's just an offensive movie. Mm-hmm. Like it just makes me uncomfortable. So that, that that's sort of my general take on both old boys. Is I just did not have fun with either one. Yeah. No, I could I could totally see that. I, I think I think it's supposed to be though. I, I think you're supposed to feel that way. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. They 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 definitely did exactly what they intended to do, which was to make it very unpleasant. And I guess I tip my hat to them for that. Um, oh, I I do like uh, like a lot of the nods that the the American remake um, you know made, like when Brolin's walking through that the restaurant and uh, you know he looks at the octopus that's in the in the tank. You know, right. I knew exactly where that was going. I I, I wondered if he'd, if he'd pull it out and eat it though, but. Uh, I don't think they'd. No, that's that's one of my problems with the American. Yeah, that was an awesome. I mean, it's creepy as all hell in the original, (laughs) but that was one of my biggest issues with the American version is uh, they still use uh, dumplings, and it's Mm -hmm. like they why take so much of another culture if you're gonna put white faces in the cast as our hosts. 
you're going to set it in America. It's in Louisiana. Right. Like, why keep the same food? Why? Uh, we've, not, we've not talked about the hallway fight sequence yet. Oh, yes. Which I'd always heard, like, you know, watching uh, Daredevil recently, that it was kind of aping Old Boy in that sequence in episode two. And I didn't think that either one was that great as far as like this like awesome action set piece but the first one actually makes sense whereas the the american version makes no sense why these goons would just be carrying sticks and planks and boards at least you know considering the the gun laws in america if you're in any sort of criminal enterprise uh they're they're not playing stickball and then approaching josh brolin with their bats so i felt like the cultural difference there makes no sense. Like you really, I don't think you can have that sequence in the American version. I think it's makes a whole lot of sense in, uh, the way that other cultures view guns and who can have guns. But in America, I, I thought it was laughable that Josh Brolin was just getting hit over the head with boards. I completely agree with you. And that's one of the thing, um, I saw it with, I saw both with my husband and he was just like, that was ridiculous. Cause it makes no sense. Exactly what you said. It makes no sense here. That someone, not one person had gun, not even the head guy. Um, and the only way that I can possibly, possibly really, really stretch my imagination and justify it is that they were ordered to not kill him. That's the mm-hmm. only thing I could possibly, that can possibly justify it for me. But other than that, it makes it makes absolutely no sense. You would, you would assume that even like in one of their like death throes, if he's like right. stabbing them, it would be like, you know what? I'm going to call an audible here. I'll just right. deal with my boss later. Uh, I got to get this guy off of me. So yeah, I, uh, I, I think it's uh, Peter, you know, when we, you mentioned like the, the departed, the elevator sequence, right? I would, I think, and I don't know how Carly feels. But you're, you're, you're a big fan of the original. Would it have been offensive to either one of you if they had just like fully Americanized this and just done like the departed set Boston based on Boston criminals and like take the core elements of the plot, but you know, go a different direction, like do like a a better cover version of the original. See, to me, I would have preferred it to be, to be less of a stuck to what the original was Mm -hmm. doing and be its own thing. You know, have its own because I feel like it had glimmers of maybe something else, and it, and and it could and for example, um, the performances that Josh Brolin and Elizabeth Olsen were doing were very grounded, and I wish that the movie would have stayed in in that place and found his own voice. Mm-hmm. However, what I thought the um, the remake was doing was was super uneven, and it, it's it's almost like Spike was was trying to kind of do his own thing but also stick to what the original was doing and what we got was kind of just like a weird in between it was kind of like reheated leftovers in a way a little too like fan servicey like those nods to the things that fans of the original liked but sort of yeah but to me it's just like as a fan of the original those nods were kind of just were lame you know Mm. the not like the tongue um towards the towards the middle of the movie You know, the octopus, the Asian lady with the with the random umbrella. Like it was just I don't know. It wasn't it was neither here nor there. Like he didn't choose. A, um, at least it felt like to me, like he didn't choose his vision and stuck with it. It was like he was kind of piecemealing all of these things and making a movie. And at the end of the day, for me, it, it didn't work at all. 
um, I, I, and you mentioned the scale. So I would give it like a, a two if I'm comparing it to the original. Um, as a movie in and of itself, I maybe would give it like a three, maybe. But that's, that's like a, that's like a really faded three. Um, yeah. So it would be like a two and a half. I wonder what that says about me because I'd, I'd probably give it like a, like a six. You know, I, so that's I, fine. You, yeah, you can be the the light to to our yeah, darkness yeah. here. You can be right. the good, good cop. Um, you, you know what I did read is that uh, I, I think I, I read that Spike Lee's original cut was two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, and this, the studios they did whatever they did to get it down to what an hour forty five, and that's why like the opening credit says you know a Spike Lee film, not a mm. Spike Lee joint. Right. right. So yeah, I, I read that that. Trivia there, um, yeah. So I, it'd be interesting to see what all that cuts were to, to see if you know if that maybe makes it a little bit more his. Right. But but yeah, I, I completely see what you what you mean about all all those nods. It's like you got all those nods, but it's it's you know like Mike said, it's in Louisiana. But what why why is it serving Asian food? Like why is it Chinese food? Mm-hmm. And like the henchman is even Korean. Um, why couldn't it have been frog legs or I, you know, I don't know what other delicacy they have over there. <laughs> frog legs would have been funny for that. Yeah. <laughs> to, is it to really live on in that Louisiana? Huh? Like, is it really in Louisiana? I, I'm, I, I, I could have sworn it was in New York. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Because I think I even saw the, um, the cabs, the New York cabs. I think I mean, I've been was... to Louisiana, but I, I don't remember them having those. They may have been trying to pass it off as New York, but it was filmed in New Orleans. So oh, right. Um, I don't know if in the film if they state where it is, but just given the setting, um, I, I mean, New York is a melting pot, so I guess you can have whatever food you want, but um, it still feels like they, they just, as you said, they just didn't want to change certain elements, and so then it just feels it feels like, you know, why did you even do this? Why did you even make an American version if it's not truly like an American version of the same story? It's just halfway. Right. Right. I mean, to me, I'm 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 kind of against remakes. I'm I'm starting to. Oh, no. How are you going to be the host of the show? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm starting to ease up a little bit. But and for movies like this, I feel like, or for movies in general, I feel like if you are going to do a remake, make it make it your own. Remake it. Don't do what this movie did, or or even what the what the uh, '90s version of like Psycho did. That was like a shot for shot. And you're just like, why? What's the point? You know? And I don't know. It just it makes no sense. Might like that one. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of the uh, the shot. <laughs> oh, I'm not. Shot I, I don't know. I'm not saying that it was bad. I just felt like it it almost makes it pointless. Like, why are you doing this? It's almost like you're doing it just to do it, instead of if you're. I feel like if you're going to remake something, you want to uh, give it give it your own voice. You want to probably make it something new. Or even or retell it in a, in another way, but for me, this particular movie, Old Boy, the minute I heard that it was going to be, and I believe the the original director was Steven Spielberg, oh, so God. I was just like, why are they doing this? <laughs> but Will maybe, it'll, <laughs> you know, but maybe it'll be it'll be better. Um, and then I heard Spike Lee is and I was and I was a little like, I don't know, I don't know what he's gonna do, but I liked Inside Man. I'm, I'll I'll see. But I was really against seeing this movie. I hadn't seen it um, until Peter told me or asked me to be on the show. I was like, ah, I guess I got to see this. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, do you think that the uh, the Spike Lee joint version would it? Is there any hope there based on what you've seen with the theatrical release, or do you think that it would still be uh, kind of a, a failed exercise, even with the the added length? Oh no, I don't. I don't think that it being longer or him <laughs> having his own cut would make this movie better or would make this movie that much different. Um, I feel like it's like an hour forty six, right? Yeah. As I was watching it, it felt like it was an it was like two hours to fifteen at best. And when uh, you know I'm looking on on Netflix and and I see that the original was a little longer, I was like, what? That's impossible because this movie felt like it was dragging on. And part of it was the you know the beginning when he's uh, when he's imprisoned was so unbelievably long. And if and I felt like it took so long to get to the point of the film that I don't know I just I don't see how them adding an extra half hour to it makes it better you think they could have done without the home uh like the the little mouse um segment you know when him befriending a little white mouse and then they ultimately could <laughs> oh no it. man that was really gross no I, that had to stand because I, I was pissed right then I didn't care what else he did to like yeah. it, you wouldn't even have to like harm my uh, wife or child if you if i had a pet mouse and was like that was my only friend in the world and that little prison cell or whatever uh you're a dead man when i get out of there so that they didn't actually even have to go any further than that i found that to be extreme and maybe i just you know love animals too much but i i was horrified and appalled right then so i i think it just goes back to escalation for the american audiences they just really wanted to shove in your face like how bad uh, he had it, and they really wanted to make the revenge personal, be it you know for his daughter or for his pet that is you know murdered and served up on a platter to him. I uh, I think they were just really pushing the American audience's buttons, and it's funny because going back and watching the original, there's a lot of extreme shit that happens in that too. Uh, for the most part, I think that one thing the American version calmed down was the. Uh, I, I guess after all the cards are on the table, um, the two different versions of this character react. Uh, one is much more extreme in what he offers up to his captor to to save his daughter. Uh, you mentioned the, the tongue thing earlier, Carly. Biting off his own tongue after uh, like wagging his tail and saying he'll be a slave and his dog. And I'm watching this and I'm just like, I, I, I think that you know, I had a hard time with the Josh Brolin character, like after seeing footage that this guy had basically tricked him into having sex with his daughter, that he would weep at this guy's shoes. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just like, and that's probably one of the reasons this just did not do well in American uh, box office, because I think we're expecting Liam Neeson. Like, I'm expecting him to, like, rip this guy's head off. Like, and I just, so I watched the the Korean version. And I'm like, Oh my God, what am I watching here? Like, and now he's, he's offering up the tongue. Like what, dude, you didn't get anything in writing. This guy's not even agreed to anything yet. Like, don't, you know, have your attorney come and make the exchange, put it down on paper here, drop a contract. But I'm just watching this. I'm just like throwing my hands up. Like, sure. I guess I'm just going to watch some more insane shit happen to this guy. And I just felt that, um, it's interesting looking at it from a cultural perspective on what, um, they decided each audience like how to push their buttons, and I guess with Americans, it's it's with you know let's start off with pet animals being sacrificed, and in Korean cinema, it's your own tongue. I, I don't know, it's just uh, it's interesting, but 
damn peter you, you made my weekend viewing just like a downer like can we do a, can we do a romantic comedy next is our next <laughs> remake my goodness yeah yeah i, 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 don't, I don't know what's on next but yeah absolutely can <laughs> i can i just can i just um comment on that on that final sequence that you were talking about yeah, yeah, yeah I, absolutely for me see i when especially when it comes to the end once he knows once the main character knows knows it all and all the cards are on the table and for me it wasn't more it wasn't about cultural differences and it was more about the state of the character and his mental state and where he was at that moment in his life and on and on and in his journey um in the original i re- i had forgotten what had happened so I, when i rewatched it last night it was so brutal to watch him beg uh, Lee, the, the villain, to not tell his daughter. It was so brutal to watch him and the levels and the roller coaster of emotions that he goes through in that begging. You know, he goes from threatening his life to, to I think, tear him limb from limb to, to saying that I'll, that I'll be your dog and I'll wag my tail and, I, you know, and, I'll, and I'll do anything for you. And, and the last thing he says is like, look, I'll cut off my tongue. And for me, it's just like, this is a broken man. He spent 15 years, I'm talking about the original, he, felt, he spent 15 years locked up with absolutely no human contact, eating the same thing for 15 years every day. And, and he was broken. You can tell he was disheveled. And he was a madman. And you can tell by his hair, you know, which is a, an obvious sign. And, and just the way that he acted and reacted to everything from the moment that he, that he got out and, and to that moment. So for me, when he had that reaction, add on top of that, the fact that he just found out that he slept with his daughter. Like, I felt like that reaction wasn't that bizarre or that crazy. Like, I completely understood him. And I almost put myself in his shoes because it's just like, you know, you're crazy. You've lost half your mind. You're a broken person. And you just told me that I slept with my child. And my and his first instinct was was to beg to to save her pretty much, to not let her go through whatever he was going through. You know what I mean? So that made complete sense to me. Um, in the in the in the American uh, version, you know, he cried and he wept at his feet and. You get it. I understood it, but I had a whole, I had another issue with the whole movie and the whole American and the whole finale and the reveal of everything in general. So, but I feel like that moment for me in the original was very powerful, was, was really powerful and, and extremely disturbing, but I understood him. And who wouldn't say that after being locked up for, you know, for 15, 20 years, I wouldn't respond the same way given those same circumstances. You know what I mean? Well, it plays into the uh, – we were talking earlier about sort of the – I guess the coincidental nature of some of this uh, – of both films, of what is relied upon by the villain. Like he – as much as um, our hero is being played, the the villain in both films is taking a risk that he – there are many times that they encounter each other that he just won't snap his neck right there in front of him. Like there's – you have to buy into it uh, just to have the journey of the film. But uh, I, I did, you know, the question was always lingering in the back of my mind, like, dude, if you lock somebody up for 15, 20 years, what if they get out and they just start massacring anyone they run into contact with? What if they're right. not up for games? You know, what if they just come to you and they just, you know, shoot you and then that's the end of it. And that, that was 
really the the part of both films I couldn't get over. I couldn't get over the James Bond villain element where <laughs> where the villain always seemed to have the upper hand. Um, I think it's they try a little harder in the Korean version. Uh, they they reveal that he's uh, got a pacemaker or supposedly has a pacemaker that he can control to avoid torture. So that they do give you a reason to have our protagonist not just you know start pulling his teeth out to to find out uh, all this information he needs because he thinks that the guy can avoid it and is on like kind of a suicide mission. Um, but th- there's a lot of buy-in with both these movies. Um, I, I did want to ask both of you. If the original, let's say that it was um, just totally Americanized, this was just an American film from the start, do you think it would have the esteem if there was an American film back in 2003 came out that was called Old Boy? Or do you think that some of the uh, the foreignness of it to, to our American audiences, uh, we can accept uh, a certain stylized violence or... Um, sort of this type of genre picture more because it's not American that we don't really ask those kind of nitpicky questions that we would maybe if it had, uh, you know, English actors in it. And Peter, you've been quiet. So what do you think if this, if this was not a foreign film initially, do you think it would still have had the impact that the Korean version did? I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know if it would have been ex- uh, accepted by the American audience if it was you know, completely Americanized, um, you know, just because of, you know, some of the cultural differences um, I think this was, I don't want to say like a, ahead of its time, but I mean, we've been desensitized to like all types of violence now. Um, so I think maybe that's why people didn't really care about the American remake. Like, well, what's, what, what's really new? You know, uh, we, we can get this from the original, that kind of thing. But, um, like yeah. a saw effect. Like, do you think that it, yeah, it kind of, cause I, I about th- the same year, right? So, yeah, I thought that maybe that this, you know, if you weren't aware of the original, you may look at this as if, okay, a guy's trapped in the room and then sort of, you know, tortured for 15, 20 years, although it's psychological torture in this, that uh, to what you're saying, maybe the American audiences just didn't really think that it was that interesting because they'd kind of seen similar movies that are more uh, physically violent, but just putting people in a room and just sort of watching them tear each other apart. So, yeah. Uh, Carly, what do you think? If this had just been an original American film back in 2003, would it have uh, succeeded? I I don't think it would. Um, and and I don't think it was because of the violence. Because I, here in America, we are in the United States, we are so desensitized to violence in general. And violence even, you know, is even more prevalent or even more okay than some, something like sex or, or, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it'll, it would have done that well or as well as it did overseas because of the theme more so than the violence. I think, I don't even think the violence has anything to do with, but I think that the, um, the emotional, psychological, like brutality of this film, I felt like would, wouldn't or, or hasn't played well here in America. Um, and I, and I honestly believe that that is in part the big reason why it wouldn't have done, um, as well as it did overseas. You know, this is really a, like a sadomasochistic movie and not just Mm. with physical violence, but like I said, with like emotional and psychological violence and, and brutality. And that, 
And I think that American audiences aren't really that down for it. You know what I mean? It's one thing to to see a movie like Saw, which are which the Saw franchise is like super popular because it's just like hacking people up. You know what I mean? It's not making you uncomfortable because you're watching, uh, you know, a, a, a brother or sister relationship, a loving relationship, uh, or it's not making you uncomfortable because you're, you know, you're you're not seeing a, a man get get broken down and, and tortured that way. I don't I don't necessarily think that. Um, you know that we're down for that. Uh, I am not, and as I've stated, I was I was not down for it at all. Right. So uh, I, I'm part of that. I raised my hand. I'm also not down for the Saw franchise either. I, I couldn't make it through any of those. So right. I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> oh boy, I like I like the first one. After yeah. that, I can't. Those they were awful. I, I like the Saw movies just like how I like um, Point Break. I can't believe you haven't seen. Point break. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't even. I've lost all respect for you. <laughs> but we're going to do it for this podcast. You know, come Christmas after the new year, we're going to have a, an, a, an episode for it, and Peter will be get a first time watch for both. Awesome. She, she, you still sound so disappointed and disgusted with Peter on that. I am. It's going to take me a while to get over it. <laughs> Watching these movies probably didn't help. <laughs> I have a question for the both of you, which we've we've talked about the main character. Um, but what did you th- what did you both think of the changes to the character, the main character um, of O Desu and Joe Doucette? Like, what did you think of the changes that were made, and how they and how they affected the story? Mm. What 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 were some of the main changes? Like for example, to me, I just in the beginning of the film, in the beginning of the original, we meet Odesu, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Um, um, and De- I felt Desu like, would be his first name. O is his last name. O is his last name. Yeah, so Koreans Desu. go last name first. Yeah. So um, I I don't know. For me, I felt like he was. He was just like a schmucky, bumbling, unexceptionally, like sad kind of schmuck. Okay. And that made me feel for him and what he was going through a lot more than when we meet Joe Doucette in the remake. Mm. And we see this guy who's just an alcoholic and he's just a primitive dick. Like, you know, and he's just like brutish and self-hating and just completely unsympathetic to me that when that after we meet him and we see like him coming on to his client's wife and then him yelling at his uh, wife or ex-wife or whatever it was, him being like an alcoholic. Like after we see him go through all of this, then whatever happens to him later in the movie, like I felt nothing for him. <laughs> um, and I, no, I, I know, I honestly did, and I thought about it. And I was just like, it was because they presented him to be in the beginning as this just unsympathetic jerk. And even when we see him in flashbacks, and we see him in 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 high school or whatever, you know, and back in school when they're kids, he's still that person. He's still a complete jerk. So to me, I just like I didn't, I, I just didn't feel bad for him. It wasn't like I was like good for you, but I just didn't feel bad for him. Yeah, I I never really um, thought about it that way, but but you're right. But did did um, Desu did he have a drinking problem too? Did did he have a, a vodka thing kind of like 
Joe well, he was he was drunk. I mean, he was drunk. Right. He was in the drunk tank. But, but past that, we didn't see him have a drinking problem. Okay. He was just drunk. Right, right. Because with, with Joe Doucette, they kept on serving him the bottle of vodka too. Because right. you know, yeah, because he was always drunk and uh, back at Evergreen, which that was one thing that they kept too. Though, which uh, I, I completely forgot um, that Evergreen was a thing in the original. Um, mm-hmm. So that was interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of did like some of the changes. I mean, and, and not just the main character, but like um, in, in the in the remake. But um, but you're right. I mean, it, it, in the beginning, you, they just paint this picture that Joe Dusset is just very unlikable, you know. Um, um, and I don't know. I guess I, I just didn't even think about it when I watched the original afterwards. You know, I, I was just kind of like, yeah, he's just a different guy. You know, I didn't even think about that difference, really. Right. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that characters need to be likable for me to right. like them and understand them. I just felt like it wasn't balanced. He was, for me, he was just unlikable. And he was just this, you know, he was just so primitive and, and someone that you just wouldn't want to be near. And that's all we saw. Yeah, it, it, it made it a little uh, hard to believe that the... um. um Marie's character would fall for him. Uh, I, I think you know it was basically because he read those letters, you know, that that he had written to his daughter. Um, that and because that's basically it. That's the only thing that 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 made her trust him, right? Right. You know. So uh, I actually like the the changes better. I, I could have stood for another ten minutes of him just being an utter asshole to people <laughs> um, because I just thought it was a, a riot, just like. The fact that he could just go through like an average day just deciding to like piss off everyone. Like, I mean, he's self-destructive. I mean, not to just himself physically with his drinking problem, but even professionally. Like, he immediately finds a way to completely screw himself and his like company out of this deal he'd been working on by making a pass at the the guy's wife, I presume, uh, or girlfriend. And uh, I felt like the reason I liked it more is because I thought it was creepier that he is in prison for 20 years and actually becomes a better human being, a better person. Uh, he gives up the drinking and like the man who is writing those letters to his daughter is a completely different man than the one screaming at his wife, uh, about how unimportant it is to attend his daughter's birthday party. I felt like it's a key change from the original because, uh, as you said, Carly, it's, you know, maybe he's just kind of a goofball or just kind of maybe a little irresponsible. Uh, we don't really know enough uh, about that version of the character, but I do think that they tend to paint in the original him more of someone who has like lost his sanity. And I don't think we get that with the Joe Tuzette version with Josh because, Brolin. Right. And I don't think he did lose his sanity. I just think that he was, you know, just uh, traumatized. Yeah, you, you know what I wanted though. I wanted to see him rip off Samuel Jackson's head off, <laughs> like he threatened to. Yeah, right. I, I, I was I was waiting for that. Oof, you know, just just the the peeling of the the you know the skin from his neck. Right. I, I was waiting for it. Did you have a preference on the uh, torture? Since we kind of brought up Saw there, that that was just one difference there. If pulling out your teeth or cutting out pieces of your flesh on your neck, and then literal salt that... in the wounds. Yeah, I think that was more disturbing because the, the added salt, and then he rinses it off to add salt again. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the the sheer image of just a hammer to someone's tooth and just kind of ripping it off with a hammer that was that felt more brutal brutal to me than than just kind of like cutting and salting someone. Well, 
if you're the victim of this, you're a loser either way. Uh, it's not, right, it's exactly. not a win. <laughs> <laughs> and, to, you know, for talk, speaking of Sam Jackson's character, Sam Jackson's character and Chartel Copley's character, for me, were just so ridiculously cartoonish. That, I didn't like yeah. Sam Jackson. I really liked him in this. I mean, I feel like it was just Sam Jackson doing his Sam Jackson thing, but <laughs> I feel like the character in the movie it just took me out of the whole experience. He was so cartoonish. He was so over the top and like, he, it almost seemed like he didn't even belong in this, in this world, you know? Um, and that took me completely out. The same for the Adrian character. I feel like he was just kind of campy and hammy and, and chewing up the scenery. And it was just kind of like, okay, I, I wanted to laugh during the you know during the big reveal more than anything because he was just he was driving me crazy with his accent and the weird facial hair and the slick back hair and it was just weird it was weird and he not in like have, a good way he should have been like on 100 games or something right, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but sam jackson's um his character like i i think maybe he's just been in like one too many tarantino movies but um like even his appearance, it, it kind of reminded me of like some kind of uh, action movie, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just something that's, uh, you know, it, the one that comes to mind is like, um, uh, not Fifth Element. Actually, no, that'd be a good one, actually. Yeah, we'll go with that because of, the, you know, the crazy hairstyles and, and you know, the colorful um, clothing or just outlandish, you know. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I felt like, yeah, he... His character was just a little out there. See, uh, I, but... I felt like he was, and this is just me, like because I just enjoyed him being in this. I was like writing his character for the movie. I was like trying to figure out his backstory, <laughs> and I read it as he actually thought that he was like a Bond villain, like in his day to day existence, and that's why right. he's got the crazy hair and he's wearing like these flamboyant kind of. Uh, outfits and you know he's he won't give in to torture and even when he's been dragged away at knife point he's like you know commanding the the goons to to get him and uh i enjoyed that it was more like wink wink uh i thought than the the copley's version of adrian um but i i definitely i agree with carly they're both campy it's just that i just i actually just enjoyed sam jackson's uh, version of it more so than copley's yeah. Do, um, do we know how much uh, in diamonds he was given at the end by um, Joe? Was it twenty million? I thought for some reason I, I thought it was twenty million was the the number cited. So I just assumed that I don't I don't know what portion he gave to uh, the Marie character, but right. I thought that was the total that he was going to get if he won the the game, if you will. Yeah, because I don't know if if I were if I were Samuel Jackson, I I, I think I would just taken that and then killed Joe. Like uh, for for the torture, like you know. Peter, yeah. you were not a man of honor, sir. There was probably a contract there you brought up, and yeah, I can forgive and forget for that amount of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if I can forget. Uh, maybe temporarily forgive, you know. But um, I mean, I'm not running that place anymore. I tell you that. I'm on a beach somewhere, and yeah, he's still running it, which is the weird thing. <laughs> like, but maybe he really likes what he does. I guess so. <laughs> Carly, how does he how does he bring that up on dates? How does he what does he talk about when someone says, "What do you do for a living?" Because he just says, "I'm I'm the head of surveillance." (laughs) (laughs) No need to get into it. (laughs) How does he explain the weird scarring on his neck and his neck? Right, (laughs) he wears turtlenecks or the scarves. You know, 
Yeah. So. so I'm really into well, scarves. It, it, this better actually be set in New York City then, because if it's if it's Louisiana, if this is actually New Orleans that the the narrative of the film is set in, then uh, he's going to look really funny with scarves uh, year round there. Right. So at least there's a winner in New York. <laughs> yes, he can wear a neck brace and just pretend his neck's broken all <laughs> all day every day. <laughs> I don't think it was the intent uh, in the Spike Lee joint version for us to focus so much on the Sam Jackson Cheney character, but it feels like the three of us can like write our own movie with just this character in his day to day life. Well, they gave him a bigger. I felt like they gave him a, a, a bigger character than in the original, so right. they asked for it. <laughs> I would have liked the um, the, the teeth. Uh, the, was it gold or silver teeth or? Yeah. Whatever it was, yeah, oh. I, I, I would like to see that on him too. Plus the hair, you know. If mm. if you're gonna go outlandish, go all the way. You know, might as well do that too. If you want to keep, if you want to keep, um, quote unquote, honoring the the original, you know, <laughs> might as well do that too. Right, it'll be a good nod to it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I keep seeing Sam Jackson in these like weird roles. I recently saw the um, the Kinsman's Service, the Kinsman. All right. And he was That's in this list. with like this crazy lisp and this like. You know, the baseball cap to the side, and he was just like a ridiculous character. It worked in that movie, but right, in yeah. this movie, I, I wasn't feeling it. Yeah, an actual James Bond villain there. It actually made right. sense. Right. And did you guys notice that he added, he he threw in a motherfucker in there? So, oh, he got yeah. his, you know, he got his Sam Jackson kind of quota in. <laughs> I wonder good. what he gets paid for that if he like <laughs> actually says it, if he gets like a bonus for it. He gets, yeah. he gets a million per. Yeah, automatic royalties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what did, what did you guys think of the of the extra long, um, like the extra long captivity scenes in the American? In the American, I, did you prefer it over the original? I wouldn't say I preferred it. Um, you know, I, I I did like you know the uh, I don't know if he had a. Um, the, the 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 painting or the photograph the poster in in mm-hmm. the in the in the remake I thought that was kind of weird I thought maybe he could have been more of a of a character you know rather than just like that one flash right that you, you see him sitting on the bed but um, I, I do like how uh, Joe Doucette made himself a Wilson you, you know on, on a pillowcase <laughs> right uh, so that that was that was interesting too yeah they they, they did some interesting things I mean I, I don't have any opinion uh, you know on one, one or the other Mike? This is going to sound strange. Maybe not to Peter, because I talk about men's hair so often. <laughs> uh, biggest issue I had with the prolonged captivity in the American version, which I actually did enjoy, because I, I just find that room creepy. And so with that being my first experience, I was uh, initially put off by the original not doing that, but it, it made more sense because they, they jump ahead in time. So it you know it wouldn't serve the story for them to spend so much time in there because you already know it gets out. But my biggest issue with the captivity in the American one is he grows out this, you know, long hippie hair and the beard like he's at Woodstock. And yet Josh Brolin never has like any chest hair. He's always perfectly shaved. And it makes no sense. Like I would have loved to have seen him with like the the back and shoulder hair, like completely like just become a bear, just become like an animal in there, like caged up and. Uh, th- then it would have been humorous to you know have those sequences where they come in and they have to like shave his back and all this and it's like who's you know who has that job? I mean, how many diamonds does he have to go in there and shave Josh Brolin's body? So that 
that probably is not the tone they're going for, but it was immediately stuck out in my mind. Like, wait a minute, how come he doesn't have chest hair? He has that huge beard and long hair, but no body hair. So uh, for that reason alone, I'm giving a thumbs down to the captivity sequence in the American that's, version. That's funny. I think, I think Hollywood has conditioned us to, to just accept that people do not have body hair. And I so don't. That's, I feel like I that's refuse. the explanation. I don't buy into <laughs> <You're>, it. You're <laughs> Oh man! For me, I, I really thought the, the American version was so long. He was in that room forever, and I'm and I just couldn't believe how, how long he was in there. You know, without and without getting to the point. You know, and I feel like the movie just kind of pitched a tent, and was just like, hey, we're gonna be here for a while, and nothing happened that advanced the story. You know, in, in any meaningful way other than him being, you know, drying out and becoming a better person. But I felt like I could have told that in half the time. Um, and that's something that the original did really well. Um, but there's yeah, a five year difference. between. There the is a five year. No, definitely. There's a five year difference. But we still go through the same beats other right, than right. him drying out because he's not an alcoholic. We still go through the same exact beats. He tries to kill himself. Actually, in the, the original, he tries to kill himself twice. You know, he tries, he imagines things, um, he tries to escape, you know, so we, we go through the same exact beats. Uh, he tattoos himself without the extra long craziness of the, of the American version. That drove me absolutely crazy. I wonder if that two hour and 20 minute version is more captivity. <laughs> more more body hair. It's, <laughs> it's an extra half hour of them shaving him. God, I would love it. I would buy that Blu-ray. They're probably pl- pluck- plucking each strand. <laughs> Doing his eyebrows. Yeah. There you go. Eyebrows, too. Yeah, his eye- eyebrows were on fleek. And a, and a manicure. I don't know if you guys noticed, but he had, like, really long, gnarly nails. And then once he got groomed, they, like, his nails were short, oh. and he, he was really groomed. It was funny. One of the other piece of trivia I, I kind of liked, and oh, this this was more of, like, a speculative... Um, uh, uh, piece of information, but that that scene where he goes to the restaurant and then he sees like the guy that comes pick up all the food, and then he tries mm-hmm. to chase after him on a bike. I, I guess maybe is a possible nod to the Goonies, where he himself stole a kid's bike to <laughs> to go after uh, you know Mike and the gang. Right, <laughs> could be. <laughs> it's a good pull. I, 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 I might have to do a side by side screenshot of that and. Maybe that will, that's what we'll use to uh, put these episodes out. Yeah, that's yeah. A, never in a million years did I think there was going to be a comparison with Old Boy and the Goonies. <laughs> Only on this show. Right. <laughs> on this your is where show. you get the good stuff. <laughs> yes. This is where you get the good stuff, people. Um, right. So now do we want to go ahead and wrap it up and uh, decide which one we... Uh... Recommend? Yes. That's the word. It is... It was late for you guys, and you're still on on point here. Um, <laughs> well, we'll start with uh, our host, Carly. Our uh, host. Which one would you uh, recommend, the original or the remake? Uh, 100% the original. The original gives you a more sympathetic character. It gives you a tighter kind of uh, story. It's more stylized. Uh, it kicks off the plot pretty much immediately. Um it has a very comic book-like, saturated colors type feel to it, so it looks really good. 
The performances are fantastic. Um, Park, the director, did a phenomenal job with this. And you it doesn't get better than, you know, a good revenge story. And this is, to me, for all the movies that I've seen, at least, one of the best reve revenge plots or revenge um, uh, revenges, period. Uh, that I've seen. It's just, it's brutal and it's emotional and it's uncomfortable and I, I like it a, a million times better than the American. I'm going to go with the American because I, I did not like, uh, well, I did not enjoy uh, either film. I would give style points, as I said, to Old Boy. I think it's just uh, better craftsmanship as far as the actual making of the film, uh, even though I don't really care for the, the storyline. You're talking about Older Boy. Right. Older boy, boy. Uh, new old boy. I uh, I'm gonna give it points for being shorter, uh, since I didn't enjoy wearing either one. It got me in and out quicker. Uh, has more Elizabeth Olsen, more Sam Jackson. I really enjoyed their versions of the characters. I think uh, Josh Brolin. I think he's given less to do, uh, but he's fine. Um, yeah, I think that this is just going to be strange. I hope to God this is the only time on this podcast I ever use this as a measuring stick when judging two films. But the newer old boy has more incest. And so I guess I can believe it more. I can believe the motives more because it's just more screwed up. Uh, and I hope that's the last time I have to judge how much incest there is in uh, an original or remake because this just has just been very unpleasant the entire time. So I'm going with the American version. Keep, keep an eye on the list because I, I might add some stuff for you. Please um, don't. Please. <laughs> Rom-coms for here on out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's all that and Cinderella or something. Um, sure. Sure. Go with it. Uh, Ten things I hate about you. Yeah. <laughs> I I think, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pick the original. Um, the, the, the And this isn't really a problem, but I it does make me feel uncomfortable watching um, Lee, you know, um, come on to his sister the way he did and you know it's uh and, and mike you mentioned it too the the original just uh, you know it came came off as rapey for a lot of the scenes you know even with with uh, uh day Su. um but i like i like the quirkiness of me is it me do or is it my do it's me do is it my doll Oh, Peter, you're going against Elizabeth Olsen here. One of the Olsen girls, no, I swear. Well, I like her quirkiness, but um, <laughs> that's all I said. I like her quirkiness. But but like you said, we get more Elizabeth Olsen uh, in, in, in the new one, which you know, she's easy on the eyes. You know, a little bro talk here. Uh, she She's obviously what I had wished the Olsen twins looked like, you know, so I can say, yeah, she is cute. But, you know, I, I liked her since Godzilla. I, I haven't seen her anything where I, you know, haven't uh, disliked her in. Did I say that right? Have, uh, have either one of you seen uh, Martha, Marcy May Marlene? Yes, she was phenomenal in she's that. awesome in that movie. So if you've not yes. seen that, Peter, check that one out. Do we get yeah. a lot of her? I mean, she's, she's the main be, character. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Very creepy movie. Very creepy. So if you're in that mood after <laughs> Old Boy, uh, continue with that. I'll watch it right after this. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I I think, you know, I think somebody who hasn't seen either of this can go either way. Um, and I think, you know, for the casual uh, viewers, you know, they might, um, you know, lean more so on the American version just because, of like, oh, Samuel Jackson in that one? Josh Rowland? Yeah, I know him. 
you know, they, but, uh, oh, Spike Lee, you know, uh, again, Carly, you mentioned Inside Man. Um, I, I, I don't know why I didn't watch this when it came out. Um, I think because I was just like, well, you know, how, how good could it be? Because, like, the original was just so jacked up, you know, like in a good way. Like, well, what, are they going to make that, like, exactly the same, you know? So I just, yeah, I, and, and when Mike and I started this, I just kind of thought, like, you know, that'd be an interesting one to do because I've never seen the American version, and I did, like, the the, the uh, original. So um, I, I was surprised, you know, that, that Mike didn't like it as, uh, as much as I thought he would uh, because Mike, doesn't uh, Maynard, Maynard likes this movie, the original? I don't know if Chris... Uh, does I know Shane, my other co-host, is a huge fan of it. He likes the, uh, the, uh, the entire uh, Vengeance trilogy right. he rapes about. So yeah, he, he's a huge fan of Old Boy. Yeah, because because Chris, I, I know he at least said that the uh, American ending is is you know more messed up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So okay, so yeah, he he didn't really say which one he liked, but um, yeah, I, I I just go with the original, uh, just because um, I, I think everything that you guys said just you know. I just didn't say it. <laughs> so I just piggyback on uh, what Carly said and, and a little bit of what Mike said about the, the American version, but I'm, I'm leaning more on the on the uh, Korean version. Well, I'm, I'm going to put this to, to Carly. Do you think that, you know, someone like myself, if you watch the American version first, does it ruin the, the other one? Because in my particular case, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I'm just not going to care for the story no matter what they do with it. But if, someone could get into the story. Do you think that seeing the shorter truncated version uh, without all the style would kind of ruin their experience of watching the original? I don't know this. For me, that's a, that's a hard question to answer. I think, I think if you see the American version first and you, you know, and you're American, let's say, or or you're Western, um, there's a safety in the familiarity, right? And there's and you would like it more because, you know, the actors or because, you know, look like you, you know, because you don't have to read subtitles. So I feel like. Either way, if you watch one, it'll probably you'll probably like that one better than the other one. Um, a, a, a perfect example is you guys talked about this in your first episode was old Bo- um, was The Departed and Infernal Affairs. Which I feel like if you saw the debate first and then you saw Infernal Affairs, you would definitely not like Infernal Affairs as much as you like The Departed. Mm. Um, I I feel, um, but I don't know. I think I think for me because the original old old boy is 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 much tighter and it doesn't feel as messy and it feels like it really has a voice and a vision, whereas the American doesn't necessarily have that clear is, is a little murkier when it comes to like a voice and vision and what it's trying to convey. And it's just messy. I feel like the original is just the much better choice. The American is just so, is so much more inferior for those and, and other reasons, you know? Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I would, I would still say the original. I think it, it seeing the American version and then seeing the original, I think the original is more affecting. I will say just my last thought on the original that I, having seen it now, I totally understand why they tried to remake it though, because it mm-hmm. is it's a very arresting film and the scenario, as big as my issues with it from a practical standpoint, I, it's a you know it's a killer hook for a movie. So I'm actually surprised it took ten years for them to to get it remade. So I, I totally 
totally understand that and I can appreciate the respect it has. I just uh, myself don't don't really enjoy it. Yeah. No, definitely. And that's and it's 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 hard to just be like, Oh my god, how can you not love this movie where mm-hmm. you know, someone makes somebody else sleep with <laughs> his daughter? Like it's hard to say that. Right, so right. it's 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 super okay for you to you know, for you to just be like, Hey, that's not my cup of tea. Um however for me, which again says way more about me than maybe you need to know. I love this. I love it so much. You know, this was recommended to me back probably in oh four oh five by uh, uh, by my one of my best friends who is Korean. You know, he's like, "Yo, yeah, you'll love it." And I watched it. I go, "Man, that was one fucked up movie." Mm-hmm. And and but but I I enjoyed it nonetheless. You know, um, so again, I don't know what that says about me, but I just. I, I'm just a casual movie watcher who enjoys all types of movies, so I, I I can see what they were doing and it was fine. But yeah, I mean some parts made me uncomfortable, and and I know it's supposed to be, but uh, it, it's um, you know as much as I enjoyed it, it's not one I would watch often. So right, yeah. that's not something you want to watch often. <laughs> yeah, how much more can you die of that? Right. Take? No. But and and gosh, you know. And I don't remember the scene between the uh, Lee and his sister. Like I don't remember it being that long. Like it was really, really long. The you know, scene was, in the greenhouse was yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. He, well, he starts taking the picture of her, and then, and then you know, from removing the underwear and just all all of that. That just seemed like extremely long. Right. I felt like I remember. I. I. You're right. I completely forgot even the the extent of that scene. Like what goes down. But I, I was watching it last night, and I turned to my husband. I was like, this is actually kind of sweet if they weren't brother and sister. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If they were just two people that were not related, it would be like a really nice, sweet scene. But the incest part is what makes it super creepy and weird um, and just is, wrong. That's a very strange thing to say, but you're, you're yeah. right. Because yeah. even in the American version, it's like the father just uses the daughter. And then he's like, all right, we need to get back. Like right. after the sex acts over, he just is like, "Come on, we need to." Before someone knows we're missing, and it's right. just done. But yeah, now you're drawing me back into it, and it's like <laughs> I've already moved on. We're going to talk about like the shop around the corner, and you've got mail next episode. We're going to do something very nice and very sunny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're absolutely right, Carly. Like if you if you were to show this like in, in a film class and go, "Oh, okay, watch this love scene." Like, right. oh, isn't that sweet? And then you just stop it and go, what if I told you they were brother and sister? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it just... Everyone would just lose their ever-loving mind, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but no, even though, I mean, the way it was shot was gorgeous. I thought that it was, it was actually a very sweet scene and it looked really pretty and nice. And you're right. If you just took that scene and you showed it to somebody, it's like, what do you think of this love scene? Isn't it shot great? Isn't it like really sensual and sweet and loving? Somebody would be like, yeah, definitely. And then you would tell them and then you'd be like, ew, gross. Why did you make me watch this? You know, and then right. you're not friends anymore. But <laughs> we're still friends, Peter. Don't worry. All right. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Barely. Right. Am I still the co-host? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As yeah, long as. As long as Carly's the host, me and you can be tied for co-host. Yeah. So oh, you, you must have thought I was joking when, when I said that, yeah, Carly's coming on. I'm just going to sit back and let you guys talk because <laughs> I, I knew I was going to be quiet. I'm like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have anything good to say compared to those two. Oh, boy. My, my bad. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. No, no. And that's why I wanted you to come on. So, you know, Mike's like, hey, do you have anybody in mind? Go, Actually, I do. So. <laughs> 
I didn't know you were setting me up with someone who loved the original so much because I'm like, I was coming in to be like the, well, the negative Nella here, and I, I was like, I, I think I knew she had at least seen it. I, I didn't know that she like loved it, you know, like like I, this. So I did. Yeah, it was a trap, but, Peter. Thanks a lot. No, it's not, no, I thought it was it was nice because I understand all your points. You know, I completely understand all your points. It just so happens that most of your points I really like. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I like what all you guys said. I don't know if I made any kind of points. <laughs> I'm just hoping we can get you to watch Martha, Marcy May, Marlene after this, because if you missed out on that, I think we did some good here. That's, a, that's a great movie. Is it on Netflix? No, uh, I don't think so. No. Not yet. no I'll, I'll wait for it on Netflix a, then. Yeah, it's one of those like independent films mm. that is her first film. It's independent film. I don't know if it's on Netflix yet. The one that she was in right afterwards was, and I think it was also a remake, um... It was a a horror movie. Silent House. Silent House, yes, and that she was really good in that one too. It was yeah, so, most of it was so, so basically nothing. all all the talents were um, uh, went to her. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, assistants. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they have they have other talents, and we haven't seen them act in a long time, so we can't completely yeah. discount their acting talents. Well, they're not they're not gonna. Go on Fuller House, so we won't see see them there. <laughs> see them um, reprise their yeah. Michelle role, right? Silent House. Oh, look, she was also in uh, How the West Was Fun with the uh, Olsen Twins in '94. There you go. So, but she, Silent okay. House, yeah, was her first uh, first actual movie. Yeah, I'll check that out. Uh, Mike, is there any other questions that uh, that we usually ask? Or anything. I, I don't I think, think so. I, I, think, I, think I think we did it. Carly did an excellent job her yeah. first time I was host, and uh, yeah. she she got us through it through this episode. So yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for for taking up Peter's invitation to join us tonight. No, thank you. Anytime. This is a lot of fun. I love speaking about movies and dissecting them as much as I can. So yeah. I'm glad that I got to contribute to. I'm going to have to steal you though away from Hydrate Level Four and get you on uh, War Machine versus War Horse because I, sure. I can just hand the mic to you and you can just host that show. That would just give me a breather. Oh boy! As long and, as you get to edit, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. See, and you guys are both on the East Coast, so that's going to yes. work out best. That's a lot easier on me, by the way. Yeah. yeah. No, it it was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Honestly, this this is awesome. Yeah, Carly, I'm I'm surprised that you don't have like a movie podcast yourself. You know that because I have no one to have it with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I am going to just have to be cool and completely enjoy being on other people's shows. Yeah, well, that makes sense. We produce a lot of episodes, so <laughs> nice. They, they just had their 150th, and they started around. The, yeah, they started around the same time I did, and I'm only on 45. <laughs> oh my goodness! How do you have the time? Where do you get the time to watch uh, all of these movies? Well, that that that's actually the easy part. The the harder part is the recording and editing. Because uh, mm-hmm. even if I didn't have a podcast, I would be watching like at least one movie a day. I just I'm just always watching movies. So I'm used to. Yeah, I'm just I'm just doing something productive, and th- that's the main difference between me and Peter is that uh, I've been a little bit slow about actually starting a family. So I'm pretty much just responsible for me and my dog. So oh, he doesn't okay. seem to mind too much. <laughs> he he makes That's appearances nice. on some of the episodes too. Actually, sometimes he he does mind and he voices that concern. Too much podcasting, and I have to I have to wrap things up. Nice. I know when I have um when uh, during between October and May when I have the two shows, I'm like pulling my hair out because I have two <laughs> two kids under five, 
and you know and everything that goes along with that and the two shows it's it's crazy but at least you have a spouse who will let you go away to uh, to record for a little bit yeah so that's, yeah. That, that's always helpful oh yeah he's totally down he's you know he's totally down for it um it's easier when he's home so you can hold the kids or put them to bed or whatever but mm -hmm. yeah he's all he's all for it Okay, so Carly, why don't you go ahead and give your, uh, your plugs and where listeners can get a hold of you and find your shows. Sure. That Pop This Life and Talking Shondaland are both on iTunes or Stitcher. Or you can check out all of our episodes on coretemparts.com. We're also on Twitter uh, at That Pop This Life, at Shonda Talk, and at CoreTempArt. I'm on Twitter at CarlyVision uh, with a K. With a K, yep. Yes. And, Check out uh, they're, fun, they're fun shows. I like them. We have a good time. They're fun shows, and um, and if you like to laugh about silly pop culture and life stuff, we don't take life too seriously. That's definitely the show for you. And and also every ten episodes, you guys do a uh, what is it called a bitching session? Bitching session. Yeah, yeah. Every ten, it started off. We did it on our tenth episode where we just had things that we just wanted to complain about when it came to like pop culture and. And what was going on in life, and we just made it our our thing. Every ten episodes, we just we're just like, you know what I hate when my Kindle doesn't work properly or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we again, it's just it's a fun show, um, and we have been friends for a really long time, so our rhythm and our chemistry is 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 really easygoing, and it makes the show a lot of fun to do and a lot of fun to listen to. Really hilarious. I, I laugh all the time out loud too. Like you know, I'll be driving, delivering mail, and I'll just start giggling in my seat. <laughs> it's uh -huh. funny. Yeah. I, I'm glad that we make you giggle. Yeah, I giggle. So there you go. If you want to giggle, <laughs> listen to that pop this life. There you right. go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, War Machine Warhorse. You can find uh, that show on iTunes or Stitcher. We uh, take a new release. And that inspires a conversation about two older films with a similar theme but different approaches. We are on Twitter at War Machine Horse. And I do uh, Hydrate Level 4 with uh, my soon-to-be 15-year-old son, Phoenix. We review movies that I grew up watching, and we give uh, the two generations perspective on the movie. And we do new releases every now and again. But also, him being a teenager, if he is grounded, I have to find other people to fill his spot. <laughs> so, uh, and, and right now, he's away at camp for two weeks. <laughs> so, but I, I do have one episode recorded with him that um, I, I plan to release this weekend. So, but uh, that will, um, on Twitter, HLF Podcast, Facebook, uh, iTunes and Stitcher, Hydrate Level 4. So, and you know, awesome. we have no official ending. So this is when we just like start BSing and... You know, we'll figure out where to cut. Um, right. Why is it exactly you have no official ending? Because we think it's funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Because, yeah, the first time we did it, we were, like, arguing. Not really arguing, but I guess debating. Like, how do we end this? And Peter was just being a smartass. It's like, maybe it's just a simple saying bye, and that's yeah. where we cut. We just cut off there. Actually, I don't think we did cut right there. I think we kept on going no, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we giggled for a little bit at, our, at the <laughs> cleverness of ourselves and... and then uh, then ended it. Right, yeah. right. We patted ourselves on the back for the giggles, <laughs> and then we ended it. And then the one after that, we we just kept on, like I it, I don't know if this w was um what the idea was, but it seemed like we were like we were taking turns trying to be like the last 
person to speak because right. I thought I was ending it and then you kept on going, so I tried to say something else. <laughs> so that was one episode. Oh, that's hey, funny. don't we have an email? <laughs> that that's uh, yeah, I think that's your ending point right there. Oh, right. Don't, so, wait, we don't have <laughs> So uh Original Remake is on Twitter at Original Remake and our email if you you know, like to email, um, you know, I, I threw it out like, hey, we're watching Old Boy if anybody wants to email in, but no one did. Well, I don't have the email. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't check, okay. and if you didn't check, who knows? Maybe we had people that did have questions, and now we're just jackasses. <laughs> I can, there you go. I can add that in post. But um, <laughs> that is Original Remake Pod, yeah? Yes, okay. I believe so. Hope so. Because um, this comes up every single time, like, is that right? I think so. <laughs> you know, just contact us on Twitter. We we do both of us check Twitter. We both have it on our phones. Uh, talk to us there, please. And you can find um, this show, Hydrate Level Four and War Machine vs. War Horse, on FollowingFilms dot com, along with a couple other podcasts. So, yep, Following yeah. Films uh, Podcast Network. Forgot about that. Uh, shout out Maynard. Um, you know, Sean, Sean, you too. Shane, you too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have All to. Those guys. I'm gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I say leave it in. <laughs> he does. He probably doesn't listen to it anyway. That um, that Ringo. He doesn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, Carly, how would you end this? Give our our listeners a goodbye. You were host, so we'll let you finish it off. Stay away from octopuses. Oct- uh, yeah. Octopi. Octopi. <laughs> English is my second language. <laughs> Read my subtitles. <laughs> Eat more octopuses. Good for you. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> it's very healthy. Yeah. I actually think that would be that would be a funny promo to just throw us (laughs) under the bus. I would be totally I would retweet it and favorite it.